Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. We're back. Yay. Welcome back to us. It is the 90210 show brought to you by Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Happy New Year. And, of course, hey, what's up? Yeah, Happy New Year. It is January 4th, nineteen. 19- 96 can you believe it it is already 1996 time freaking flies that means we've been doing this for two years unbelievable it's crazy two years our two-year anniversary wow we started dating right before we started <laughs> recording these things no, no, no. no, no. it's our it's our two-year show yes. anniversary we're, we're headed into season three this is season three wow of the fee. Season three of the fee. <laughs> It'll be the best season yet. Well, we're hoping. Speaking of the best season yet, did you watch 90210? Yeah, still the same season of 90210. I also watched 90210. <laughs> we watched it together. Yeah. So this one was called The Kindness of Strangers. Yes. Which is, of course, a reference to uh, Tennessee Williams' play, uh, Streetcar Named Desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always kind of depend on the kindness of strangers right. or something like that. Except, you know, the dude in this thing, uh, not, not Blanche Devereaux. Yeah. No. Not De- it's not Devereaux, is it? That's Blanche Devereaux from the Golden Girls? Right, right. Blanche, though. Blanche was the sister in that Blanche play. Dubois or Dubois, something? Dubois, yeah. Very similar. Yes, I believe they based that character off of... I believe Susan Harris, the creator of The Golden Girls, and one of my favorite shows, Soap, <laughs> created that. You're so weird. Like, so weird. On the last episode of Massive Late Fee. How, how, like, I never, I never heard of Soap. I never saw Soap. And you, you heard of Billy Crystal, are right? all about it. Huh? Heard of Billy Crystal, right? Of course, we did one of his movies. Yeah. He's on Soap. Cool. Hear yeah. of uh, you ever hear of Catherine Hellman? No. She's Mona from Who's the Boss? Okay. You ever hear of uh, what's his name? Richard Mulligan? No. You watch the show Empty Nest? Yes. He's the dad. So okay, I'm not saying its show doesn't exist or there aren't you know good actors in it or whatever. It's just you weird ever heard to of me. Benson? That you're all about this show that is so old. Did you ever hear of Benson? I don't know. I don't think so. All right. Oh, that was a spinoff show. Cool. 90210, dude. <laughs> Focus. You're the one that started talking about soap. No, I didn't. I was talking about oh, yeah, the I name started, of our episode. That's true. I started talking about The name of our episode. That <laughs> is as started, far as we got. You started talking about the Golden Girls. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Soap. 90210. Oh, wait, 90210. That's right. <laughs> I thought this was soap talk. Oh, jeez. You want to make a new show called Soap? <laughs> we should. No. Soap talk. Soap on the rope, don't bend over. Getting dirty with soap. No. And we could talk dirty the entire time. <laughs> Definite no. All right. Okay. So, no to a no. This episode, how did we start? We start, it's raining. We put the, the uh, tape into the VCR and then we pressed play. <laughs> that part is true. <laughs> No, it's raining in Beverly Hills now. It's raining, man. And it has been for days, and it's going to continue for days, which is unusual, I think. Unusual for California. Yes, unusual for Los Angeles County. Like, they're usually in a drought. 
right? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know necessarily know about a drought, but they're usually it's usually not as rainy, not torrential rain like that. Anyway, it's it's unusual, but it happens sometimes. And uh, Brandon's parents are commenting because their roof is leaking. You know what I don't understand about this? Maybe their house is one of those like split levels or whatever. But I, I thought like they so. had an upstairs. Yeah, they do. And the kitchen is downstairs. So why is the water running into the kitchen? Oh, that doesn't make any sense. You're right. No, it does not. That it makes was bothering no, me the that whole makes time. Makes no logistical sense. But I mean, is unless it, I guess maybe the ups the bedroom is offset from the kitchen, so there, like above the kitchen is the roof, but then set back from that, almost like like an addition, like an add on, is the um is the bedroom, which also has a roof. Maybe, but here's the thing: is we actually saw the outside of the house at one point mm-hmm. when they were fixing it. Yeah. How high up were they? They were pretty high up. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's, uh, I call shenanigans. I, I think this was a mistake. Yeah, the, this is a, a, a film error or whatever, TV show, continuity error. But either way, we are to believe that uh, the torrential downpour is leaking into their kitchen, you know, onto their kitchen table. You know what we're like right now? Huh? We're like one of those Star Wars geeks, or Star, no, Star Trek geeks. Where Trekkies, yeah, Trekkies. They they publish these manuals of like here's the schematics of the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> so then geeks will will commit that to memory, right? Mm-hmm. And then they'll go through and they'll be like, uh, oh, he couldn't have taken the turbo lift to that nacelle because uh, it this is in the this bulkhead's in the way. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little, <laughs> but I just don't think that common sense of where a roof leaks is the same no i know i'm just i'm just teasing us i know it's the day before thanksgiving yep brandon is the greatest night of the year everyone gets drunk right nobody gets drunk in the well i guess maybe dylan's dad does a little bit yeah dylan's dad seems i'm drinking <laughs> where do we start this episode so as i was saying we start the episode in the kitchen of the walsh's okay. <laughs> where the rain is coming onto mm. the kitchen table and then I believe we move directly to Brandon at work. Yeah, with Nat. Nat's preparing turkeys. Yeah, so he's open on Thanksgiving. Yeah, crazy. That guy's got... I'm telling you, they should have let him have that buyout. Right? <laughs> Retired. He never gets dude's to have gotta, any fun. Dude's got to work on Thanksgiving. He has no family to spend Thanksgiving with. No. It's a sad situation for Nat. I'm surprised he's not on heroin. Oh. <laughs> I'm just picturing Nat. Just Nat balled up in a corner. <laughs> Rocking back and forth. No. <laughs> Brandon's uh, Brandon's going through the uh, silverware at the beach. But he's like, uh, why, Matt, why are all the spoons bent? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Nat is making Thanksgiving dinner for all of the many customers that will grace the peach pit on thanksgiving day all the sad dads that are divorced picking up takeout yeah yeah and all the the lonely the lonely people in the world but all the lonely people but you know what i can't i can't judge i spent uh i spent a christmas at uh a denny's nice yeah what a fun thing with all the old dudes just like in the santa claus <laughs> Where they go to Denny's on on Christmas, right? Christmas Eve, actually, I think. 
Before he kills Santa Claus or whatever happens in that movie. I also worked at Denny's on a Thanksgiving. And oh. that was depressing. Yeah, that has to be said, too. I've never spent a holiday in a restaurant. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's full of only men. The women who are single and lonely are too ashamed they, to go they out. Hide their shame. <laughs> but there's just tons of single old dudes in the restaurant, like eating pie and talking to each other. The the women that are that are lonely on Thanksgiving are huddled up in a corner with a uh, a can of cranberry sauce, and they're just you know like right. just eating it right out of the can, or Although, like it's ice cream, but it's cranberry sauce, or a giant thing of Cool Whip and a whole pie. There you go. Yeah, that sounds like my fantasy. <laughs> I mean, you could be there too, but whipped cream invo- is involved in my fantasy, but <laughs> not a well, not not like a pumpkin pie, cherry pie. Yes, different. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Sanders is sitting at the counter, oh yeah, all sad, and Nat says he's been there all morning. Please go talk to him. He said two milkshakes. He said I thought that would that would ease my stomach. What an idiot. Does yeah. he go off, off screen and puke? A like pound of ice cream in my belly. Ugh, the, only a teenage dude. Like, no no woman's going to be like, hey, two milkshakes is going to solve all my stomach problems. <laughs> he's got anxiety because he hasn't told his mom that he got kicked out of school. Yeah, he, well, she's been out of town, and he says that he didn't want to tell her over the phone. Like, I get that. It's kind of respectful, I guess, but it seems like it would have been smarter for him to tell her and then give her the time to be oh, away from him. And His plan is his, his plan's foolproof when he comes up with <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's planning to tell her that night when she gets home from wherever she's been. Yeah. But... When she gets home, she reminds him, pack your bags. They are leaving for some... What the fuck was this that they were supposed to be doing? I don't understand. It was some kind of like reality TV show or I don't know. I believe what it was was some kind of Thanksgiving variety show. Huh. So like, I think what they were filming was the vignettes that they'll cut to. Like, here's Samantha Sanders with her son on Thanksgiving. And then they film their staged interactions right. on Thanksgiving. And I think that's, they cut from there, like, you know, to, you know, here's Samantha Sanders. Then uh, here's Pat Boone singing a song from 1947. <laughs> you know, that like, I think it's one of those variety special things. That's my guess. But, I mean, they were staying in a house overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with other celebrities. Cause there were no other celebrities. But there were other celebrities. They, they were coming the next day. We didn't see any of them. Yeah. But they talked about that they were going to be there. Yeah. So the the cast. It is weird because instead of giving them a trailer or anything like that, I guess this production company rented out this hotel, said you each have a room and we're going to film in this in this dining room. They have a nice rustic dining room area or whatever. So you'll come down one at a time whenever you're on the call sheets. We'll film your scenes. You'll go away, and then we'll bring the next celebrity and next celebrity family in. I guess, but apparently, her um, manager told her that it was going to be a luxury getaway. Yeah, it was not. Do you think she was not getting much money for this, and that's why she was pissed? Maybe that they were like, "Hey, it's a luxury getaway, so the pay is not as what you might be accustomed to." <laughs> 
But and the, for some reason, they thought Steve was a little boy. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Right? Like, did you see something 10 years ago and go, oh, that's her and her son? Hey, 60-year-old Samantha Sanders, you have a five-year-old, right? <laughs> so, yeah, the production assistant's like, uh, I have to cancel the order of toys. Oh, the, the hot young production assistant. If there were other celebrities coming with their families, she would not be canceling the toys. Agreed. Some some celebrities got a little kid. They got they got to yeah. So she's yeah she's hot and young whatever. She's weird. She's very weird. <laughs> she's got some weird proclivities. I think she's got issues. Yeah, she's. I could see her having like a diaper fantasy. Oh god, or something like that. Right? Not her, but you know her partner. One of those baby things. People do that. Ugh. They do. It's gross. I agree, but they do. So. I assume. I don't know. So, yeah. She um, she started flirting with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he decides he's going to tell his mother while they're filming that mm-hmm. he got kicked out of school because he thinks it's going to prevent her from yelling at him, I guess. She says something like, is your mom like a lot of these celebrities where or what's your mom really like because so, so many of these celebrities are totally different on camera than they are off camera and steve goes yeah my mom is totally different on camera and he's like i'm gonna tell so he thinks to himself mm-hmm. i'm gonna tell her on camera and and then it'll be okay she'll Idiot. be so much more understanding it's not live there's right. she's not trapped in any way she can just say, uh, cut, I need to talk to this jackass, which is basically, basically what, what happens. Does. Yeah. So, yeah, he tries to tell her in front of all of the crew of this show. And the director's like, what is he doing? Yeah. I can't use this. Yeah, this is bullshit. What, why are they off script? And the production assistant's like, hey, it's, this is good TV. And it's like, yeah, production assistants are always telling directors how to direct their, their shoots. And I'm sure they didn't use that. This is supposed to be some kind of fucking Fuck holiday no. special. Like, There's, it's not going to be. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's saving it for her bloopers reel someday. Who knows? <laughs> Dick Clark's uh, going to come out and uh, and say, uh, you know, uh, Steve Sanders. <laughs> you might think that he's a smart guy, but apparently he's a dumbass. <laughs> but something about watching him get reamed by his mother Got her motor going because uh, she then tells him to come up to her room at 11 o'clock that night. She says, you did great. Yeah. I don't understand that. He even looked like he didn't understand that. And she said, yeah, she says, come to my room about 11 o'clock and we'll have our own Thanksgiving celebration. It's like, what the fuck? Which apparently was some celebration because he does later say how he had a great time. Oh, yeah. And and he met a girl and, and all this stuff, he says to Brandon. I, do you think she's coming back? No. Fuck I no. I don't know. I think she might be in one more episode. We find out she's mentally deranged. <laughs> but, yeah, it was really weird. So, apparently, Steve got laid. Yeah. And uh, Brandon runs into the homeless guy from the beach from, like, many episodes ago. That's what it is. Hmm. She's into humiliation. <laughs> So, when they were having sex, she was probably berating him the entire time. Oh, gross. And he loved it. Well, he's having sex. He doesn't care. (laughs) Brandon. Mm -hmm. Homeless dude. Yep. That happened. They were having sex. Ew. Ew. That did not happen. (laughs) 
Not what I meant. No, no. The homeless guy from the beach club. The former Marine. He's digging through the dumpster behind the peach pit. He's eating garbage out of the peach pits. And uh, Brandon like, rolls down the window and like, hey, you know, buy yourself some food and gave him some money. And then when he realizes it's the same guy, which how could he even realize? Because it's pouring rain. It's dark. Yeah, there's, the like, no light. The guy has Batman's mask on. Yeah, he's, like, all hunched over with a big old beard. <laughs> but, yeah, he uh, he's like, hey, I know you. He almost runs him over with his car. Brandon's weird. Yeah, he is. Like, I can understand the homeless dude being a little concerned about, like, what is going to happen with <laughs> Brandon's like, hey, why don't you get into my car? Don't mind those uh, carving knives in the back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you so interested in me, dude? There's a there's a warning uh, sign scrawled from the last homeless person that was in his car, <laughs> just underneath the seat. Save yourself. <laughs> but yeah, he gets him to go into the peach pits. We're gonna make Thanksgiving stew. Ugh. Your name's Stew, right? Gross. <laughs> um, he gets him in there. He feeds him. He talks him into going to a shelter. Nat says something like, I don't know, Nat's, Nat seemed like he was a little weirded out by it, but yeah. also he was like, yeah, fine, I'll give him free food, I don't care. Right. But then, yeah, he, he convinces him to go to the shelter. So, he doesn't want to go, though, because he thinks that's giving up. He thinks that, you know, that's giving up hope is going to a shelter. That seems, I mean, only in California could you have those kind of standards, because right. in Michigan, if you don't go to a shelter yeah, in a the popsicle. winter, you're going to die. <laughs> Exactly. It happens every year. People die on the street. So Yeah, let's uh brighten your brighten your new year with <laughs> with our show. Right. Um But no, like he's apparently he thinks he's some sort of adventurer or something. Well he said he's that a he pretends sense of wonder here. Yeah. <laughs> he pretend, he stays on the beach and camps and pretends it's an adventure. Yeah, he's Don Quixote. It's kind of sad. But Brandon gets him to go to the shelter, and then he's like, they first have, of all. They have this form ex- to fill out, yeah. which is weird. Well, no, it's not. Like, at the soup kitchen, they have to fill out a form. Oh, okay. Just even to get a meal, so I'm sure at a shelter they have to fill out shit, too. Is that the Capuchin Soup Kitchen or something? No. Oh, okay. Because no. there's one in Detroit that I think is run by Capuchin yeah. monks that my mom volunteers at sometimes. Yeah, there is. There's lots of them. And, I mean, the one I was at was a Catholic church. Okay. St. I want to say St. Leo's, but I don't think that, that there is a St. Leo, so I have no idea. Could be St. Basil's. No. St. Joseph's. No. St. John's. Anyway. St. St. Wart. <laughs> what's, that? what's the Wart stuff? St. Saint, uh, Saint, Saint something Wart. Did I ever tell cream. you it's a cream. Yeah. that I actually got asked out by a homeless dude when I was working at the soup kitchen? No, really? I mean, you, I, I... You and homeless guys, there's something about... <laughs> you, like, you have... Right. Something about your, your sense maybe is an aphrodisiac to homeless men. <laughs> well, I think it's an aphrodisiac to you. Uh, what does that say about you? <laughs> One um, day I'll be homeless. Right. No, like I shouldn't, I shouldn't even say homeless. A dude that was there at the soup kitchen, he may not have been homeless. He claims. He was the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, <laughs> but he really loves that soup. He's turning to the, the guy that's just covered in ticks next to him and it's like, you can't get this mulligatani anywhere else. <laughs> See, I was checking people in, so I'm at the front, and I'm just taking down their names and their social security numbers, because that's what they... Oh, what if they don't have a social security number, or they don't remember then it? Then they just, and you don't get it, but whatever. Like that and their birthday, I think. Like, you just get a little bit of information so they can keep track of who they're serving. Gotcha. Um, 
so I was writing all that down, and then this piece of paper is all, like, folded up and just, like, flies in front of my face, like, onto the thing. And I'm like, where did this come from? Like, I didn't even see where it came from. And you opened it up, and it said, do you like me? It was, and a, it was like, a yes, no, maybe. Pretty long letter, actually, okay. <laughs> talking about, like, uh, I, I don't usually come here. I'm with a friend. <laughs> like, all this whole thing. And then, um, you know, let me know if you want to go out sometime wow. with the phone number to call. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I don't uh, I don't frequent places like that. I'm just hanging out with my homeless friend. And, like, I look, I I'm looking around the room, like, trying to figure out who was this from. I mean, I don't even know what the dude looks like. The only thing I know about you is that you're in a soup kitchen right now. Right. Not happening, my friend. But, I mean, it was still kind of sweet. He said I was pretty and stuff. So, you know, that's nice. Yeah, I guess it's... <laughs> Always nice to hear you're pretty. Nice to get invited to the party, even if you don't want to go. Right. right? <laughs> so, yeah, he's checking him in. He's filling out the forms. He's like, I can't do it. Hopeless person's name. Hopeless person. Social security. Like, what a fucking egotistical drama, dude. I don't I don't care for him. Like Drama, dude. Get over your say. pride. <laughs> Give but, up. But I want to... Shut up. I want to know why Brandon even went in. Like... I mean, Brandon's, like, so, like, forceful and involved in this dude's life, mm -hmm. but he got him to go to the soup kitchen I'm surprised him off I'm or surprised the shelter. That, I'm surprised that Brandon didn't find out where this guy's wife and kids are. Right? And, you know, import them in for Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, with some lie. Hey, you just want a luxury vacation for to sure. Santa Barbara. But first, you gotta stop here. But Brandon, of course, did follow this guy in and carry his bag even. And, and so when he's like, I can't do it, he's, he brings him home. Mm -hmm. Brandon, why? Like, like a little lost puppy. Yeah, like he's a dude, not not a dog. You, you, you have no idea dudes. how crazy this guy might be. Right. You don't know what his story is. All he knows is that he says he is a Marine. Mm -hmm. So How many people have you killed, Marine? Right. But yeah, so uh, he ends up there for their Thanksgiving. At the Walsh abode with everyone else in the cast, basically. And I wasn't sure because, you know, it, it it took a moment and you see just his parents' shocked expressions. Like, were they going to turn him away? I think my mom would not have let me bring a homeless guy in the house. I can't imagine. She would have been like, nope, sorry, here's some money, go away. Yeah, my my mom or dad would have freaked out. My dad would have. My dad was all about helping people, but... Well, my parents are divorced, and I, I couldn't have brought this person to either house. <laughs> There's just no way. Yeah. But, yeah, his parents let him bring him in. They let him shower. He gets shaved. He actually is a nice-looking dude underneath all that, uh, yeah. you know, facial hair. Yeah, they found it, an actor. It's so weird, like, when you see what people look like when they remove thick layers of hair. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, like, I it's had, like shaving a dog. Yeah, it is. Like like when my dog gets all gross and then you take her to the groomer and then she looks cute again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah. Or like I had a friend, uh, Matt Mullen from uh, from high school, mm -hmm. who uh, had these really like dreadlock hair. Like it was, it was out of control. Hadn't seen a hairbrush in I don't know how long, right? Mm -hmm. And just randomly one day he's like, I want to get my hair cut. So I drove him to the place and I watched and like, I started to blush while he was getting his hair done because I'm like, oh my God, he's cute. Like, I didn't well, even realize funny. the guy was a nice looking dude. Right. Uh, yeah, it can distract. 
Yeah, the, the, the messy hair. hair yeah. yeah. So it was like, oh my god, he has a face and it's nice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this guy looks nice. He's wearing Jim's clothes. It's and, a reverse uh, werewolf. That's what they call it. <laughs> that's funny. Um. <laughs> Usually the laugh indicates that. You don't have to add that in at the end. It's almost insulting when you do, but thanks. You can, um, you know, work your magic. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, who else shows up? Donna and David. Donna and David. They were supposed to go skiing, but the roads are flooded out or something like that. They can't go. And Kelly. Kelly's there. Kelly was going to be there anyway. Yeah. Brenda and Kelly have, they only have like two or three scenes in this episode, but they're friends again. Mm -hmm. They've like repaired things from their talk last time. And... Brenda's like, at the, like in one of the scenes when they're at the school, Brenda's, Brenda's like, I don't want to start anything, but, and you know, have you heard from Dylan? And she's like, nope, and I, you know, don't care to or whatever. They're both pissed at him. Yeah. Because he left and didn't say anything to them. Right, rightly so. And had an affair with a weird uh, succubi. <laughs> with the legs mm-hmm. and the hair. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, perfect woman. Is that it, though? Andrea is there also. Yeah, Andrea is there. Andrea is on crutches. Still. Still still talking about... They didn't mention the silver car. Is this plot Is this plot thread ever coming back? I wonder, did Gabrielle Carteris actually break a bone and they just wrote this in? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Hmm. I'm going to have to, like, look that up. But anyway, so yeah, she's there. She she said that she was going to go to her aunt's like they do every year. They they have a vegan Thanksgiving. It sounds terrible. Where they take shaved carrots and form it into and tofu. Yeah, form it into a turkey. Who would eat this? Oh. I don't get it. It's, you know, I don't care if you're vegetarian or you're vegan or whatever. Live your life. You know, I don't. I re- I really don't care at all. But it's so funny for people that are so against eating meat, they really try to represent meat in in so many things they eat. Yeah. It's like you can't just eat tofu, like spice up some tofu and just eat that. No, we're going to shape it like a burger. Why? Because deep down in their heart, they wish it was meat. Yeah, that's yeah, because murder it tastes good. <laughs> just ask Brandon every year when he gets his homeless guy. <laughs> right? There you go. Um, so this homeless dude is looking through an atlas. Yeah. And Andrea seems like she is digging him. Doesn't she? Like, she gets a little bit in his face. Like, she walks up, she's like, Mm -hmm. hey, what are you looking at? I also like to look at atlases. Right? (laughs) She's like, I got got a nerd boner. (laughs) And he's like, I'm just seeing where I've been. So, yeah, so then they're like, oh, we all want to see. And then Mm -hmm. Jim comes in. And he gets, like, jealous or something because they're paying attention to... We don't know exactly right away. Right. He's talking about where he was stationed in in Iraq for Operation Desert Storm. Yeah. And he says to Jim, hey, hey, did you ever serve, you know, in in the armed forces or whatever? And and Jim goes, all I ever served were drinks with my wife. Right. Like a woman. Let me go see. It was the weirdest response ever. Mm -hmm. And so then he goes in there and he's talking to Cindy. And it turns out 
uh, we find out later from Brandon that his dad, his grandpa, Jim's dad, was a Marine like this guy and wanted Jim to enlist and serve in Vietnam. Yeah. As a Marine. But That's Jim, fucked up. But Jim was against the Vietnam War because he was a hippie. But I mean, like, why would you want your kid to go to war? Yeah, it's weird. But there are, there are people like that. You know, there are families like that. And so that, like, ruined their relationship. Yeah, they never talked. Brandon never even met him. But what do they end up fighting? They end up fighting, and I don't remember what they fight about. Well, because Donna comes up to him, and she's like, so you're homeless. Yeah. Like, like classic Donna airhead moment. And she's like, oh, I just never met a homeless person before. And Kelly says something like, yeah, your your idea of struggling is not having your forgetting your gold card at home or something like that right and the guy's like yeah well you know i live on the streets you fucking princess and we got a lot more to worry about than the cable going out and if we're gonna eat a sandwich before dinner or not right and he's just he is a total asshole this and it never gets called out it never gets called out how rude this homeless dude is. yeah jim stands up and he's like hey you know it's you're a guest in this house, and it's not right for you to guilt these kids, you know, or whatever. And he's like, "Oh, you never served your country," and uh, he, you know, Jim kicks him out. Yeah, he's like, "Get out!" And then the ceiling falls. <laughs> yeah, the dude. Oh, but before the guy puts on his his old clothes again, which uh, are a very nice set of camouflage pajamas. Yeah, yeah. It is not a good looking, uh, you, you know, quote unquote uniform. Seeing it, seeing it uh, up close and not all dirty and everything. No, it's do not you the think right it's material. Different? Do you think it's different than what he was wearing before? Since it's clean. No, I think they just laundered it. Okay, it looked better dirty. Oh, oh, do you mean like like not not in the continuity of the story, but like in the wardrobe right. department? I, it might have been. It might have been different. I'm not sure. I didn't look at it closely enough when he was dirty. But yeah, he looks like he's wearing some pajamas. You're right. Yeah, they look silken or something. It did not. It does not in any way look like a marine uniform. And um, when the ceiling falls, he says, "Oh, we got to get out there on a ladder and fix it." Mm-hmm. And Sydney's like, "In the rain on right. a ladder on the roof." Yeah. And uh, so he gets up there and puts a tarp over everything, and yeah, they saves the day, and then everybody's all nice to him again. Mm-hmm. And then him and Jim have like some sort of heart to heart and everything, and he's like he apologizes the mm-hmm. the homeless guy apologizes, but nobody says hey you know you, that was a dick thing to do. Jim said something mean to him too though. He said like something about the difference between oh, you yeah. and me yeah. is like I know where my kid is right yeah. now and yeah. you don't exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a piece of shit like you. So he ends up calling his family, but we never know anything about that. Like whether they answer anything that happens, I oh, doubt that. Who anything knows if he'll happened. be back. Yeah. Maybe he'll be back, maybe he won't, I don't know. But anyway, he sits down and has dinner for him, and he says to Jim, hey, can I say grace? Yeah. In your house. What the fuck was that? Like I said, it was like, uh, Jim, can I say grace? Uh, do you mind if I take your bedroom? Can I fuck your wife, Jim? <laughs> so weird. Like, he's, he's taking a lot of liberties here. But he doesn't say grace. No. He does not pray. There is no dear God. There is no amen. There is nothing in the middle. He talks it's- about how it's hard to have faith. <laughs> Yeah. When you're living on the street. But sometimes, you know, you'll meet a stranger that, that takes care of you and you think maybe there's a God. So, basically... Amen. <laughs> no amen, though. No amen. <laughs> basically, just talking about how great it was that they helped him. Mm-hmm. 
So, okay. You could have just said that and let people eat. Yep. Exactly. Um, I don't like this guy at all, though. No. I didn't like him before because, like, Brandon, you know, got him the job interview. He didn't show mm-hmm. up. He's been nothing but rude to Brandon the whole time. That's that's a problem. I, they're, they're... So, if somebody is disadvantaged in some way, there's an automatic appeal to, like sympathy or something like that where we're supposed to we're supposed to think that they're automatically good people like like handicapped people people in wheelchairs and stuff like that right some of those people just by by definition and by math by percentages some of those guys have to be assholes right not all of them are just nice dudes that are in wheelchairs i'm sure i'm sure most of them are because most people are generally nice but some of them have got to be just dicks Taking advantage of it and manipulating people and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure. Just like you know, they just happen to get in an accident or born that way, but they're still assholes. Well, and I think, and no offense to you know anybody who's found themselves in a bad situation in life, I know that can happen, but mm-hmm. I think that a larger per- percentage of people who end up homeless are probably not very nice people because that means that you don't have a single person in your life that cares enough about you. Yeah. To not have you sleeping on the street. And that's what I mean when I say homeless. People on the street homeless. Because there are tons of people that are homeless that stay with friends and family. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about you. Yeah, I mean, why why is he not with his wife anymore and his child? Why why isn't he in their life in any way? Was he abusive? Or was he an alcoholic? We don't know. Yeah, yeah. we have no idea. What did did you do? You did something wrong. Was he bending spoons with Nat? Right? Oh goodness, yeah, not good. So, so that that kind of wraps up that storyline. Then we've got Dylan. Dylan. Oh, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. And his dad. He is picking his dad up from prison on a holiday furlough. Yep. And the probation or parole parole officer. Yeah. Uh, is telling him, you know, this is a big responsibility. Make mm-hmm. sure you're ready to do this. You got to stay with him. Yep. And twenty four hours a day, you got to be with him. And they're going to call in the morning and at night to make sure he's there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't, we can't leave the house. And he's like, well, no, if you go to a movie or something, that's fine. But you have to have a receipt to show where you were. Yeah. So. It's he, a lot. Yeah. For a kid. I mean, he's not, I guess he's 18 now, but he's, you know, young. Now, I, I don't know if I understood this 100%. He's not getting out of prison, right? No. This is he's just, just like a weekend furlough yeah. for Thanksgiving. Right. Okay. So, yeah, he, he has him home, and immediately the guy has already bought booze on the way home. Mm-hmm. And Dylan's a recovering alcoholic, so, I mean, that's just a slap in the face. Oh, that yeah. is very rude. Insensitive. And then he wants to call his ex-girlfriend or girlfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. and Dylan's upset. Yeah, Dylan's like, I thought we were going to spend time as a family. Yeah. And, you know, his dad's like, you know, my dick's pretty dry. and needs to get wet. <laughs> Basically. I mean, I get where the guy's coming from. He's been in jail for a year. Yeah. Well, he hasn't had at least consensual sex for a year. Right. He's in federal prison, like club fed, so I'm pretty sure that he hasn't been raped. But uh, he's not in gen pop. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, he's in, like, easy prison. Yeah. Because he's, cause he's a rich guy. Well, he was like, a rich guy. He, he was a rich guy that committed a money crime, so mm-hmm. he doesn't go to real prison. And the rest of the guys who he's with are not violent either. Correct. So, yeah. Which is why, like the guy said, they encourage these, you know, outings or whatever to, oh, what did, I don't remember what he said, to work on the family relationships mm-hmm. and stuff. So Rehabilitate. Yeah. 
Um, but he is not interested. This guy's at- rich and white. He can be rehabilitated. <laughs> He's not some black guy that had, a, you know, half an ounce of drugs on him. Yeah, like, God that guy it. needs to go to a hole forever. Oh, <laughs> there, are, there are some things wrong with our world. Just a few. That's one of the funny things about watching Beverly Hills 90210, though, because the writers of this show are from Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. The creator of the show is from Beverly Hills. And it's just... Even when they're trying to be good people and stuff like that, bleeding heart liberals or whatever you want to call them, uh, there are blind spots right? in their life about <laughs> things. But his dad is very much not interested in family time. No. He wants to get drunk and get laid, and yep. Dylan is very hurt. And neither one of them are really talking to each other about what they're thinking they're or feeling. Good, yeah, they're not good at talking to each other at all. So it's like they're just getting mad at each other because the other one's not responding the way they want. Mm-hmm. And um, he calls, as Dylan calls her, his bimbo and has yeah. her come over. It's kind of unfair, but yeah, he wasn't married. Like It's not like, he, it's not like he's cheating on, I mean, he cheated on the mom at some point. That's part of the reason why they got divorced. But it's not like he was cheating with this woman. Right. She comes over and brings Thanksgiving dinner from the Peach Pit from Nat. She knows Nat. So now Mm. it's like, oh, we should be friends because we both know Nat. (laughs) The great arbiter of human beings, Nat. (laughs) If Nat doesn't like you, you must be dirt. Right. And uh, they sit around. They have Thanksgiving dinner. Daddy gets his drink on a little bit, I'm sure. And uh, they play Monopoly. And no, they don't play Monopoly yet. Oh no, him, him and his dad dinner. have a big fight. What yeah. do they fight about? And basically the same stuff, just about Thanksgiving. And he's like, "Oh, he Dylan says Dylan's dropping out of school." Yes. And his dad's like, "Why don't you tell?" He says to the girlfriend, "Why don't you tell him?" how dumb it is to drop out of school. And she says, drop out of school? Why would you want to do that? And it's all about the SAT stuff. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to retake the test. It's a matter of pride. He he didn't cheat. And he's like talking about how his dad did cheat. His right, that's a, not the same his, thing, yeah. His dad's a dirty fucking cheater and, and, and a criminal. And he's innocent, right? And that's I think that's part of the reason why it's personal, because he doesn't want to be compared to his dad. He's right. ashamed of what his dad did, and that's not who he wants to be. So, his dad, like, gets all mad and he storms off. And then, continuing with the theme of the episode of people taking liberties in other people's houses. Right. It's completely unwarranted. The girlfriend just goes off on Dylan. Yeah, how how he should be, you know, more understanding of his father. Why don't you give your dad a break? Blah, give yourself blah, blah. a break. Yeah, she goes through this, this really big speech of just, just completely, I mean... Just not her place at all things. Yeah, like, honest to God, like, not much of what she was saying even got through because I was just open mouth staring at her going, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Like, if I were him, I wouldn't have even sat there that long to listen to her. I would have told her, get the fuck out of my house and shut up. But, you know, I'm not as nice as he is. So then I guess the dad and him talk. It seems like we don't see that. It happens off screen. And then they start playing Monopoly. And he wins. Dylan wins. And he's like, you know, hey... Uh, why don't you two take my bed and I'll bunk on the couch tonight? And they kind of look at each other like, oh, wow, you know. And and then they go off to have sex in his bed. Yeah. That's some fucked up shit. The, the girlfriend's like, oh, man, I thought you were going to have to bend me over this couch. But, <laughs> okay, we get a bed. And, um, yeah, like I said, uh, and then Dylan burns the bed the next day. Right. Ugh. 
gross. It's so, yeah, it's so weird. I mean, I don't know. Looking at it from the dad and the girlfriend's point of view, it's cool. But looking at it from Dylan's point of view, it's like, that's your dad. You and I, I would never sleep on that bed again. Right. You uh, might be right. He's very rich. He could just get a new one. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Throw it away like fucking Kleenex. But yeah, I think that's about it, except this episode ended very strangely. Well, it, it one ending, and then, okay. we'll, and then we'll get to the other end. Okay. But at the very end, we're back in school. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving's over, and Brenda and Kelly are walking together. And Dylan walks up, and I guess it's just like, he's like, uh, hey, you know, no. everything's cool again. I'm, I'm in school again. And he kisses Kelly on the lips and kisses Brenda on the forehead. He's walking behind them, listening mm-hmm. to them talk, acting like, you know, everything's normal mm-hmm. before he does anything. Yeah, it's kind Surprises of Surprises them. Also, Steve gets back into school. Everything gets undone because yeah. when his mom oh, yeah. finds <laughs> out, his mom's like, yeah, you forgot that I'm rich and famous, so I'm going to go talk to your principal. And then the principal comes out and she's like, she convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> To give you another chance, but you're going to be on probation. Do you think she paid her, or do you think she just yelled at her? Oh, I think she yelled at her. I think she's like, do you have any fucking clue who I am? Like, what does that matter, though? What does an actress have to do with a principal? Like, she has no actual power over her. I don't know. She could make her school look bad or something. I don't know. I guess. Whatever. Maybe she didn't pay her. I don't know. I don't think so, though. I think she used her influence. But he's on probation. He has double detention, so he has to be at school at 7.15 and leave at 4.45. That is a a nine and a half hour long school day. I would kill myself. What can you do? At least he'll get to graduate, so whatever. But then, yeah, the ending of this episode. (laughs) Go ahead. Oh, there was a music video. Mm -hmm. It was so weird. Starring Out of nowhere. Starring Tootie from The Facts of Life. Really? It was. Okay. That was really her Kim Fields. But, and, and it's like, it's just showing a bunch of, like, black teenagers at West Beverly High School. Mm-hmm. But West Beverly High School has, like, one or two black teenagers in the whole both in school. Real li- both in real life and on the show. Right. So it was just weird because the video came out of nowhere, the music came out of nowhere, and it's like, but the characters in the show are not here. And, and you re- guys wouldn't be there. And it was a really bad. And it was not great. Really bad song, really bad video. Yeah, I don't know why that happened. It was so weird. It was a thing. If, like, I'd seen it by myself, I would have thought I imagined it. Do you remember, like, I think it was, like, maybe a year or two ago on that show Blossom, where Joey Lawrence did a, a music thing? I remember you and I watching one episode of Blossom for this show. Mm. That's all I remember. Well, he did like they, but they made a big deal about it. They're like, hey, stick around after the episode for the world premiere of Joey Lawrence's new rap song. And it was terrible. Oh, wow. It was bad. But I mean, like, that would have made more sense to me. Like, say it was like Brian Austin Green mm-hmm. yeah. doing some kind of music. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But these people are not connected to the show. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I didn't get it. I did not get it at all, but whatever. That is our show for the week. So happy Beverly Hills 9210 Thanksgiving. Yep. And And happy happy new year Year. to the rest of us. That's right. 1996. 
Tell the 1996 people all they need to know <laughs> in the year 1996. So you can write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. Even though we're 96. Yeah, because, you know, unfortunately the uh, email address does not age up with us. I guess I wasn't thinking that we'd still be doing this many years Apparently later. Apparently yeah. <laughs> and um, you can go to our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. Yep, you can write us there as well. You can give us stars on our locker. Yep. You can write about how much you love our show and post it up on the walls for people to you see. You should do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would, and tell a friend about the show. Get the tapes from uh, Scott and his cousin. That's right, yeah. I was thinking for our 100th episode, uh-huh. which is coming up soon, mm-hmm. maybe we should watch that, that hamburger, the movie, that uh, Scott wanted us to watch all those years ago. We'll see. All right. Well, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.